Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. But God said to him, Fool, this night your soul is required of you, and the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So is the one who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. Take care and be on your guard against all covetousness. For one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. Money is deceptive, is it not? It seems so valuable by definition. It promises so much. It invites us to chase it, to cherish it, to trust it. But it is both a worthwhile reminder and a strange irony that on all our bills and on all our coinage, it says, in God we trust, right? In God we trust. But it is so easy for money to become a God. But the person who thinks that money can secure their happiness or well-being is a fool. Are you a fool? Am I a fool? What is life for? What in this life is truly worthwhile? It reminds me of verse 3 from the hymn, All Depends on Our Possessing. It goes like this. Many spend their lives in fretting. Over trifles and in getting. Things that have no solid ground. I shall strive to get a treasure that will bring me lasting pleasure. And that now is seldom found. Can you imagine coming to the end of your life? Whether you are 30, 50, or 90 at the time. Coming to the end of your life, sitting in quietness and reflecting back on things that you spent your time on, things that you set your heart on, things that you put first. Can you imagine sitting in that moment, hanging your head in regret and shame, saying to yourself, you fool. That's not a pleasant thought. And how much worse to imagine coming to the end of your life and having that end announced to you by God Himself, beginning with that word, fool. Fool this night, your soul is required of you, and the things you have prepared, whose will they be? In Luke's Gospel, Jesus has been teaching His disciples and the crowds about the kingdom of heaven. He's been warning them that in this life, as His disciples in this world, they may encounter many threats, much opposition, and perhaps even martyrdom. But they need not fear. For God the Father cares for them deeply. Even the hairs on their head are numbered and known to Him. One day, Jesus Himself will acknowledge them before the Father, and the Holy Spirit will guide them and help them. 
And as Jesus is speaking, these great promises, these great hopes, as He is calling men to Himself, to a kingdom, to eternal life, to trust and to discipleship, someone in the crowd steps forward and says, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Really? That's what Jesus must have thought, I think. That's basically what he says to the man. Really? That's the kind of judge and arbitrator you think I've come to be? A greater, fairer share of earthly wealth? That's the kind of help you think that you should seek in me? Jesus warns him and the crowd, be on your guard against all covetousness. This word covetousness in the Greek, pronounced pleonexios, is defined as greediness, insatiableness, avarice, covetousness. Literally, it says, a desire to have more. Be on guard. Jesus warns them and us. Be on guard because our hearts are so easily seduced by this idol. Having, getting, accumulating, saving, buying, investing, planning, securing, preserving, maintaining money, possessions. Be on guard. Jesus illustrates the dangers and foolishness of this by telling a little story. There was a rich farmer, and he had some banner years. He had some bumper years. Everything he was aiming for, everything that he was working for and striving for happened exactly the way that he had hoped things would turn out. And in fact, it was even better than he had even imagined. He was exactly at the point that he hoped to get to. And that point had finally arrived. His crops and flocks were plentiful. Total success. His biggest challenge now was to figure out how to handle all of this bounty. All of this wealth. But that really wasn't such a problem. He'd just build bigger barns. And so the man said to himself... You have ample goods laid up for many years. Rest yourself. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God came to him and said, Fool, this night, this night you do not have many years left. Tonight this ends. Tonight your life in this world is over. These fools, God must say to himself in heaven, These fools and their money. They dream that somehow money will bring security and peace. They dream that money will bring on the feasting and an end to the fretting. Eat, drink, and be merry. What a stupid dream. What a foolish confidence. Money cannot be our God. Money may promise peace and rest, but it doesn't. Give them. That's the thing about covetousness, which affects our heart. It is by definition restless. It always thinks, if only I had more, now I could rest. 
but it never has enough. Greediness, insatiableness, a desire to have more. No matter how much I get, I will always be tormented with the idea that somehow I would be better off with more. And then as Jesus points out in this story, there is death. Self, the man said, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Rest yourself, eat, drink, and be merry. That's the dream. But what a stupid dream. What foolish confidence. Money cannot be our God because death exposes money for what it really is. Powerless and worthless. Several years ago, a presenter at Concordia Seminary in St. Louis shared a quote from the famous English scientist Robert Boyle. It's a great quote. Boyle wrote, We should endeavor to remember that those who feast themselves today may find themselves feasts for worms tomorrow. Fool, this night your soul is required of you. And the things you have prepared, whose will they be? You can't take it with you. The cliché is a cliché for a reason because it is so obviously, so consistently, so unavoidably true. What Jesus Christ has come to bring is truly so much greater than our next hundred dollars or next million. Or even the share of our inheritance that we think that our brother is not rightly dividing with us. For thus it will be for the one who lays up treasure for themselves, but is not rich toward God. Remember what St. Paul wrote to the Ephesians in chapter 5, beginning at verse 15. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And our Lord's will is this. Live in thanksgiving and contentment. For your Heavenly Father cares for you and has promised to provide for your needs. Live in generosity. Sharing God's love with others by sharing your earthly blessings. And yes, be rich. Be rich toward God. For silver and gold could never have redeemed you from sin and death. But you were bought with the holy, innocent, precious blood of God's Son. You have been united with Him in baptism and made heirs of the glorious kingdom. An inheritance that can never perish, never spoil, and never fade away. This inheritance is kept in heaven for now, but soon will be revealed on the day of His coming. In Jesus, we will truly and finally find rest. In Jesus, we will be welcome to feasting that will never end. In Jesus, who made Himself poor, we, no matter how poor, will be made rich. We are rich. 
In Jesus, we poor fools find forgiveness for our stupidity, our idolatry. And we hear His voice calling us to wisdom and to a wiser path. I read a Facebook post a long time ago from a friend about his little boy. It's a great post, by the way. And this is what he wrote. Lying in bed with, I'll call him W, as he is falling asleep for the night, we prayed, talked a little about Daddy being a pastor. Then he fell asleep. Then he whispers a takeaway point from last week's BBS. Jesus cares now and forever. And this dad rejoiced with Jesus in these words. I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. To know Jesus' care. To know Jesus' rest. His love and His mercy. To know Jesus and to be an heir to all that He has come to give you. That little boy has something far better than all the money and all earthly wealth. And so do you. Today, you feast with your Savior at this altar. So come. Come find rest for yourself. Yes, eat, drink, and be merry. For tomorrow we feast with Him in His kingdom. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all human understanding, guard our hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.